is this what is this afternoon evening hello everybody hi hey friends uh and welcome what is that that's the band oh my gosh we have we're backed up by a band tonight this is great welcome to uh the live recording of our podcast is this a ghost patrick how many people are you do you think are just learning for the first time that this is a live podcast happening today uh i would say more by the minute oh goodness mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. maybe too many actually yeah, yeah, don't like that. Uh, my name is Clayton Smith, uh, and each week I tell my friend Patrick Dean a real ghost story from real history, and he doesn't take it real seriously. And I wish you would. I wish you'd start. Well, actually. I mean, there's, a, there's first time for everything. Yeah, one of these days. Uh, this is a very special episode because we are recording at Pickney Bend Distillery. Uh, Pickney Bend has been our sponsor since basically the beginning, and they've been great, mostly because they haven't listened to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and we're so grateful to be here. And we have a very special guest to say hello at the beginning of the show, Tara Steffens. You're uh, the master Picknier, I think is your title. Is that- uh, that's one of the titles, but the other one that I often go by is owner. Oh, sure. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one is uh, Chief Operations Officer. I what do you do sometimes. here? Operate. Nice. Yes, That's thank great. you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Hey, and thank you. Thank you so much. Um, what yes. do you think about the podcast? Um, this is the first time I've witnessed any of it, mm-hmm. and um, you should get a sound engineer because I did most of it. Hey, you did a great job. Thank you. I think we have another title to add thank to your you list. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm excited to, to hear it. Okay, well, that ended in a question mark. That's fine. <laughs> Petra's a fan. Petra is a fan, and Petra also works at Pickney Bend yes, Distillery. Yes, Petra's our longest-serving uh, part-time employee. She's been with us a decade. Petra is one of our biggest fans, also one of our biggest trolls on the internet. Fun fact. That's the same thing. That's <laughs> yes. the same word. <laughs> That's right. Um, I guess we'll get started. Do you have any uh, any you want anything you want to say to? No, I really fans? appreciate you guys being here. Um, I'm excited to find out. Is it a ghost? It's both always and never a ghost. Oh, never nice. a ghost. Never. It's always okay. Schrodinger's ghost. All right. We'll be back midway with cocktails. <gasps> oh, wow. I like it. We should record every episode here. Yeah, we'll be back with cocktails. Thanks, Sarah. All right. Uh, so I'm guessing no one here has actually heard this podcast before. So here are some ground rules, uh, just some housekeeping to get out of the way. Uh, number one, so this is going to be a real ghost story from real history. Like I said, Patrick has not heard this story yet. Patrick never knows. I swear. Yes. Yep. Every week we record this uh, and we, 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 uh, we put it on, on, uh, on the internet. So if you are a podcast listener, you can find Is This a Ghost, you will hear Patrick not know a ghost story in advance every week. Um, the other thing is, uh, this is just fair warning, this is not a show that's necessarily designed for children, I would say. How- <laughs> it is about you know, literal ghosts. So I would say... Kind of a given, right? Yeah, yeah. But also, if you've brought your kids to a distillery, you're probably fine with what's <laughs> going to happen here today, including me. My children are here. Hello, my children. They're out there somewhere. And wife. Their grandma's waving on their behalf. <laughs> um, anyway, and yes, thank you to Pick Me Ben. This, is, uh, this has been quite an experience already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do we need to do an ad? We do an ad each week for Pinkney Ben. They are of varying quality, I would say. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I would say they're all, they're all equally the same. Uh, <laughs> it is a flat line of quality. I in that, that every one. week we think, I hope Tara doesn't listen to this podcast. And it's turning out that that's more than likely the case. Would so. you, do you have an idea for an ad for today? I think the only ad is literally just like turn around 180 degrees and just go buy something from right next door. Yeah. Hey, if you're at Pinkney Ben right now, buy, give all your money you to Pinkney Ben. <laughs> and we know you are. Um, okay, so also oh, one other uh, kind of bit of housekeeping. So when we do live shows. Normally, we like to do ghosts that are as local to the venue as possible. Um, 
And so I, we, I looked really hard. I wanted to do a ghost that was in Franklin County specifically. Mm, okay. um, but I'd say the Missouri ghosts are really hard to pin down. Uh, I learned there are a lot of haunted bridges in Missouri. <laughs> but, it is a show me state, though. So, that's I mean, right. That's right. People are you know naturally skeptical. That's true. That's true. And that really that really shines through with their ghost tales. Um, there are a lot of supposedly haunted places around Franklin County. I don't want anyone to think that we're just avoiding that. But uh, having said that, they aren't too scary. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. They also are like, here's a bridge that's haunted. We think it's possible that a boy wrecked his car here. <laughs> Or maybe a woman jumped from the bridge. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anything, this is a history-forward ghost podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so we do. We need something a little uh, meatier to sink our teeth into. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a local-ish story. It's not super local. Um, but just so we don't get yelled at, I do want to shout. There are plenty of haunted places around Franklin County that you can visit, including Enoch's Knob Bridge, mm-hmm. which is pretty close, which is very creepy. I've not seen a ghost there, but it's not a joyful place. Um, also, shout out to Boondockers, just down the street, where every 13-year-old I went to high school with knew they could get hammered on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> how they say open, I don't know. But it's supposedly also haunted. Uh, and also, I just found out, um, shout out to Officer Dan, my old D.A.R.E. officer. Really? Uh, he's who, not a ghost, right? Well, no, not okay. yet. He's, he's in his pre-ghost era, <laughs> like so many of us. But he also is a prof- he's like a professional ghost hunter, I guess. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So the lesson here is don't do drugs, because if you stay sober, you also can <laughs> devote your life to ghost hunting. <laughs> um, anyway, so like, we couldn't do a hyper-local ghost, but I do have a Missouri ghost for you tonight, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this story begins where I, where really it's where all good Missouri stories do begin. Europe in the Middle Ages. <laughs> uh, so in the Middle Ages in England, there were tradesmen, of course, and they started to form up into guilds. Okay. And this is all well and good, like if you're a blacksmith um, yeah. or like a weaver, mm-hmm. like a cobbler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those things. You have other, other trades that existed uh, at this time um, that probably uh, existed. I'm going to say uh, coopering. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, Wainwrighting. Wainwrighting? Wainwrighting. It is the, it is the making of uh, wagon wheels. This has become the most boring episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just No one's started. here to learn. Uh, Patrick, Patrick needs more alcohol, I think. He's not, he's definitely too sober. Um, but what, so, okay, so there's all these trades, right? But what mm-hmm. if you are like a cupbearer? Mm-hmm. For a king, right? So somebody presents the drinks to the king. Mm-hmm. There's no guild for you. There's no trade union mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, it's just you, basically. Yeah. So a cupbearer, obviously, is someone who just tastes drinks before the king tastes them. Oh, okay. And uh, which, this is this is a side point, but mm-hmm. it, it is a wild position to be in, obviously, because you might die at any point if people are trying to kill the king. But, like, mm-hmm. if people want to kill you... Mm-hmm. That's that's the perfect murder. <laughs> no one is going to suspect that you were the target. If you're on everyone's good side, basically, yes. if you're the cupbearer. Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, so the cupbearers didn't have a guild, so there's a lot of folks who don't have any sort of any sort of trade. That they're they're in odd trades that don't have unions or guilds. So they have mm-hmm. thought, what if we all band together, mm-hmm. make our own guild, like a misfit guild, like a guild of misfit, like an island uh, of misfit guild. Isle of, okay, yes, and like a guild of people with odd jobs. Like, yes, that's great. What do we mm-hmm. call it? Mm-hmm. And they said, "Will this is like this is like the Avengers coming together?" And they said, "We're going to call ourselves the Odd Fellows, <laughs> assemble." <laughs> um, and thus, the Odd Fellows were born. Mm. So, the Odd Fellows is a Dark Ages multi-trade union, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, we don't know a whole lot about their history. It's a little shrouded mm-hmm. in mystery. Sure. 
But the first recorded lodge of the Odd Fellows called it was the building was called the Loyal Aristarchus Lodge Number no. Nine. And this makes some scholars believe there may have been eight other lodges before. Um, so it might or not... Is it like a, or is it like a SEAL Team 6 thing? Well, is, can, what is SEAL Team 6, Patrick? Well, I mean, they, they basically, they, they named SEAL Team 6 number 6 because they thought, well, we'll suggest that they're recommended, rather suggest there's at least five others. When And what is the point of that? To scare people. Is to scare just, people like the, the first five all got obliterated, but here's number six. <laughs> it's not very scary. Uh, but I mean, are there, would there be eight other, would that be intimidating, eight other guilds or eight other? Well, so this is a question. So there's a question like, was uh, the Aristarchus Lodge number nine actually the ninth uh, lodge or um, are they just fucking with people and saying this is number nine, which is true. Sorry, chill. Sorry. <laughs> Maple, don't listen. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I warned Maple that there would be this language yeah. at the beginning. Um, but uh, they might just be messing with people, sure. right? which actually isn't implausible because apparently the loyal Aristarchus Lodge held meetings that were, quote, in much revelry and often is not the calling of the watch to restore order. <laughs> so, <laughs> the odd fellows are disruptive fellows. They are disruptive okay. fellows. They are getting plastered and the neighbors are calling the cops quite a lot. And we decided to do a podcast about them for some reason. Oh, you're going to... There's a lot of synergy here. Um, over time, the Odd Fellows they go through quite an evolution. So again, this is like the 1400s, um, and they they as time goes on, they split into a couple different factions. Um, the Order of the Patriotic Odd Fellows is in Southern England, and the mm-hmm. Ancient Order of Odd Fellows goes to Northern England. Mm, okay. But in 1798, um, because of a whole lot of British stuff that's super boring that we're not going to get into, they come to get back together as the Grand United Order of Odd Fellows. Mm, okay. Uh, in 1810, the group splits again, and a rival group was formed. <laughs> and the rival group was the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, mm-hmm. Manchester Unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 18... God, so, by the way, you think this is boring. I, oh, it kind of is. There, <laughs> you would not believe the minutia of the Odd Fellows. Um, we're almost done, because in 1819, the Odd Fellows, they chartered their first chapter in the United States of America. Oh. And this is how we get to the local part of the story. Okay. Uh, they put their first chapter in 1819 in the great state of... My, I'm sorry, my, Missouri. Maryland. Ma- oh, You're wrong. On. That's very wrong. Yeah, Missouri was not a state Thank at 1819. You, uh, you are so stupid. Uh, in Maryland, in Baltimore, Maryland, they, they formed their first U.S. charter. Uh, and they become quite popular. So mm. by 1842, the American charter had become the largest sovereign grand lodge in the entire Odd Fellows order. So, but in, in the U.S., what, what kind of you know roles would be would be in the Odd Fellows? Obviously, the, the cupbearer is no longer a thing. That's like famously famously we famously threw that we, we got point. rid of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would guess um, maybe like grave digger, mm-hmm. yep. uh, maybe uh, splinter. Remover, like the guy that makes like back then. coonskin hats, hats. Maybe? Yes, yeah. yes. There's that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't, that's all I can think of at the moment. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, but so, so the American version has become even bigger than the British versions, mm-hmm. which is a tough hit for Britain because it's like we took your colony and now we're also going to take <laughs> your weird secret order. And uh, and the Odd Fellows become to prolif- they begin to proliferate. They spread around the country and all the territories here. Uh, and they become huge. And the network is important. So one of the things the Odd Fellows offered was worker support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if a member of one of the Odd Fellows, which the, the Order of Odd Fellows acronym is OOF. <laughs> 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 
So now it, I wanted to, if that's one of those where they started off with the acronym. They were like, oh, we really want to call ourselves OOF. Yeah. Now let's go in the blank. Let's figure it out how to make it work. Um, the local lodge would uh, would give that person. If, if, so if the person needed work, he went to the lodge. And like, we don't have any work. They would give him a card and mm-hmm. enough money and food to travel to the next nearest lodge. Okay. He would go there. He would ask for work. If there was no work there, mm-hmm. they would give him enough money and food to go to the next nearest lodge from there and so mm-hmm. on until he found work. He would trade in his card at that place and he would stay there and work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so it's good. Um, and in 18, so it keeps growing because this is very popular for people mm-hmm. who are making coonskin caps, when they, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> and in 1895, the Odd Fellows bought the Winter Hotel in Clay County, Missouri, mm. which is today uh, the town of Liberty, Missouri, which is right outside Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You ever been to Liberty? Uh, I've been to Kansas City. Can't say I've been to Liberty. Well, that's great content for the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. I can pretend, but I have no frame of Sure, reference. that makes sense. So the Winter Hotel property was a 12-acre property. It had natural springs and had a boathouse on a lake. It was very nice. It does. It sounds very pastoral. And they and uh, over the next couple of years, they bought up more property here. So it eventually mm-hmm. grows to be 240 acres in size. My goodness. It's quite a, it's quite a spread. Mm-hmm. And this is their first Missouri Lodge for the Odd Fellows. Mm-hmm. Now, in February of 1900, it was very cold. As it tends to be. In February, Missouri, yes. Yes. Yep. I Famously it. so. And the pipes froze. And one of the odd fellows like, I know how to unthaw pipes. You set them on fire. <laughs> you wrap them all in coonskin caps. <laughs> <laughs> and you light the match. And so they lit a fire and they were bringing a fire. They were unfreezing the pipes by carrying a torch along the pipes. And long story short, the building burned to the ground. Oh, I am stunned. I am absolutely stunned. <laughs> so it's time to rebuild. Um, and so they said, you know what? We're going to rebuild this place. We're going to do it right. We've got 240 acres. We're going to mm-hmm. really build something special mm-hmm. because we're the odd fellows, goddammit. We're going to build the hottest building we can. <laughs> That's right. So they decide, they build a very unique and grand compound. There's three buildings to start, mm-hmm. and they're designed in the Jacobethan revival style, which I know you're familiar with as a student of architecture. Can you explain Absolutely. it to us, please? Yeah, um, so it's it's a... Very tall, first off. Mm. Very tall. And then... Uh, well, the Jacob edges. was very tall, yeah. famously. And then the edges, mm-hmm. pointy. Okay. As pointy as you can think. <laughs> Needle points, really. Yeah, really. I'm honestly, yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. microscopic. It's like if Hellraiser was a building. <laughs> that's, that's what... That's actually, yeah. That's okay. a good summary. Yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Yes. Clearly. Uh, now the architect for this building, we'll just talk about briefly. His name was William B. Itner. The only reason I bring him up, he was a famous uh, St. Louis architect. Oh, wow. So you definitely know his work, though I can't imagine that you know that you know his work. Mm-hmm. He designed several buildings in downtown St. Louis that you would know by sight, not by name. Mm-hmm. So I didn't bother including them. <laughs> you like the one that looks like a, like a bald guy with a little point coming up. Yeah, the top. yeah, yeah, with, yeah, the, with the pins yeah, in his yeah. face. He did that one. <laughs> Uh, he designed more than 430 school buildings in Missouri, most of which are still standing. And he also designed the Shriners Hospital. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's a big deal at the point at this time. And Isner actually, he was he's kind of famous. He's the first person to introduce natural lighting into schools, <laughs> which we later found out teaching children underground <laughs> is not giving us the results we expected. So. We've locked these children in a dungeon for years yeah. and they've learned nothing. We're giving them mostly fresh air throughout the day. <laughs> Don't come out until you're smart. <laughs> so, so he thought, how about some natural light? And so, uh, so, he, so he designed, um, he did that and he was a big deal. So he designed this <laughs> compound for the Oddfellows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is quite lovely. You can see it today, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about it more later. 
So it starts off at three buildings for the Odd Fellows, and the compound it grows over the first two decades. So by 1923, it also included three new buildings: an administration building, mm-hmm. one building called the Old Folks Building, <laughs> and one building that, even when it was new, is called quote the Old Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just inviting in ghosts if you yeah. name your brand new hospital the old yeah. hospital. You're planning on a lot of people dying there. Uh. Um, as an odd fellows lo- per, uh, campus. So the main purpose of this was to provide housing and services for elderly odd fellows. Mm-hmm. Um, also for the widows of formerly elderly odd fellows. <laughs> uh, and for any orphans that may have been left behind. So it's like this weird, like it's a nursing home slash hospital slash orphanage. Um, it's a very strange place. Mm, yeah, I'm really just like a cauldron of ghosts at this point. You're yes. Really, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will get there. Oh, yes. um, this is like Charles Dickens in America, is what this compound is turning out to be. Um, let's see. And so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of older folks and children working or living in this um, on this compound, mm-hmm. but it's not a charity place. They want to be very clear: we're not doing charity here. <laughs> So you pay your way around. Here. If you're going to live here, yeah. grandma, you're going to work the farm. <laughs> they had a 200, they had a farm on the 240 acres mm-hmm. and, uh, and everyone who lived there had to work there. So children on up through, if you weren't, if you could get out of bed, you were working this farm. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So the, the whole point of this compound is it's some sort of orphan forced labor camp. That's yeah. what I'm here. Okay. That's yeah. fair. All right. I mean, it's if you have cheaper labor, I'd love to hear your ideas. <laughs> Orphan, orphan is pretty low on the on, on the on the pay scale. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how many odd fellows there are at this point. I don't know if the dues are really um, mm-hmm. going to pay for this compound on their own. <laughs> so, <laughs> the more orphans you can have work the 200 acres, mm-hmm. that's the better. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, so now, so the the compound continues to grow, and as the 20th century unfolds, the odd fellows they use the property for a bunch of different purposes. So. Um, as we already talked about, there's a production farm. It's kind of an almshouse for a while where they did take in children who were just poor from the local area, mm-hmm. uh, and, made them work the farm. Yeah, and yes. had strong hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah that's fine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, they had, the, obviously, the orphanage. It did, they mm-hmm. did introduce a school because they had so many children around there. Of course, yeah. And it was a school where they... It was an agricultural school, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> here's how to hoe. Uh-huh. Here's how to Here's how, here's to, how to pick weeds. Here's yes. how to pick strawberries. Okay, yeah. Um, and because there were so many old folks there, it also operated as a hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, an early 20th century laboratory. <laughs> First. <laughs> you have questions about that? Uh, no, no. Uh, orphanage uh, combination laboratory sounds like uh, it's all in the up and up. I really can't make any yeah. Most, it. Yeah. What percentage of our stories on this podcast do you think include uh, early 1900s laboratory of some sort? <laughs> It's a, gr- a growing number. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our nursing home. And, but So it's got all these things going on that are, uh, you know, for the quote-unquote benefit of the people. Sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> Not the people here, but other no, people. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it also, though, operates as a normal order of Odd Fellows Lodge. Mm-hmm. And I do use the word normal pretty loosely. Mm-hmm. So one of the criticisms of the Odd Fellows, going back to the Middle Ages, has always been that they um, they perform occult rituals. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Sure. Yeah. Um, which, of course, bring evil spirits into the world. Mm-hmm. Willingly, yes. Yes, yeah, and for, for very specific reasons. Now, the Odd Fellows, I want to I be fair here, because, mm-hmm. um, again, you know, we report, you decide. <laughs> the, 
The Odd Fellows have denied this. They've said, mm. ah, absolutely not. We don't. Yeah. We don't do that. Absolutely not. We've yeah. never used dark magic in mm. this in yeah. this uh, in this order. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mediums and other sensitives who have explored various Odd Fellows lodges all around the world have always picked up on incredibly dark energy. Mm. Uh, which makes these places, all the lodges, not just the Missouri one, mm. but all the lodges, mm-hmm. absolute ghost factories. Mm. Wow. Now, again, the, uh, the Oddfellows have always denied having anything to do with the occult, but that is a hard sell when you know about their ceremonies that they perform. Mm. For example, oh God. let's say you, Patrick Dean, yes. you want to be inducted into the Oddfellows, <laughs> and why wouldn't you? <laughs> Are you in a union for the, uh, you're in some engineers I union? I am not currently, no. no okay, I, no. you're a scab. I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to know. Uh, <laughs> well, if you ever decide you want to, uh, let's say you decided to be, uh, to join a union for sure. your, um, for, know, uh, the weird hobby that you have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could join the Oddfellows, and if you did, you would have a ceremony where you were inducted. Now, for the ceremony, you would be blindfolded. And they would take pretty you into standard. the dungeon. I think it's pretty standard for all, most of these ceremonies. Yes. So when you were in a union, mm-hmm. is this how this went? <laughs> they blindfolded you. and Turn you out three times, <laughs> you spend the night in the woods, and then you're part of the gang. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. Sure. I get it. Yeah. So uh, they bring you down into the, they call it the dungeon, which is not, it's, it is a basement. <laughs> it's an expression, but, <laughs> but it is also a dungeon. If you're trying to convince people that you don't do black magic, I would not start calling your basement a dungeon on purpose. <laughs> that's, that's a mistake. That's fair. So they bring you down to the dungeon blindfolded, and uh, and when as part of the ceremony, you are asked to lift your blindfold. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, Patrick, as when you do this, because right. the odd fellows are still around, so you could really, still, yeah. I could. So this, yes, okay, well, so I this is instructive I, for you. I know what I'm researching. <laughs> when you go downstairs, and they will instruct you at some point to lift your blindfold. When mm-hmm. you do that. You will see um, this. I don't know. Again, they call it a dungeon. It's got to be a basement. It's got to be. Like, <laughs> well, see, it's clearly subterranean. But like, yeah. is it like the utility room? Like you're between right. the boiler and the. You know. uh, please, hot water heater. Don't get gone. Don't get gone. Don't get gone. Ah, oh, it's embarrassing. Uh, so they will lift the blindfold, and mm-hmm. the, one of the things you will see when you do that is a a very ornate hand carved wooden coffin. Mm. Okay. There's nothing occult here happening. No, no, obviously, so no, I don't, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, coffins are commonplace. I know what your I, look I, is suggesting, yeah, but like they have a whole aisle at Walmart. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's really not a big deal. Yeah, uh, and inside the coffin there will be a skeleton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a skeleton at, in the coffin. Okay, fair yes, enough. it's not a real skeleton. Oh, okay, okay. No, just kidding. It is a real skeleton. Oh, it's I a real human skeleton inside. And so, just to drive this home, every right. single Odd Fellows Lodge, right. Has a skeleton, an actual human skeleton. I mean, they're more common than you might think. Uh, we all literally, have them. literally, they're everywhere. <laughs> they are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you get a skeleton? Someone's got to donate that. I mean, you got to themselves. Right? I mean, as far as I understand, you have to wait a while. And then <laughs> often, if you want a big one, you got to wait a while. That's true. <laughs> uh, so they all have skeletons. So, mm-hmm. I, so this is, and it's supposed to be a serve as a reminder of mortality. Okay. Which seems effective. I mean, they could just tell them about mortality. Yeah, you could just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the skeleton. Yeah, you okay. could do like an overhead projection mm-hmm. of a skeleton. If, if you're you going to die someday. Yeah. Ah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, so, but again, they uh, they say, no, 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 no. A cult? What? Us? Do yeah. occult things? No. No, definitely not. We just all have rotted corpses. Literally, we have skeletons in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll scratch that joke from down here. Thank you. <laughs> 
I am so sorry. I swear I can't see your screen right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and delete. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, and this, hey, this is such a great detail. So when odd fellows end up, some of them move out of their lodges eventually, right? Some of them do. Yeah, some of them. I mean, this is still <laughs> some of them. This don't. is still it's still an, it's still an order that's going on. Okay. Yeah. Most of them have closed up at this point. Mm, Not such it. a great union okay. uh, experience anymore for mm. the odd fellows. So <laughs> the ones that end up, you know, kind of selling off their space, when they do, mm. they have this skeleton they have to get rid of. <laughs> and it's very awkward because uh, how, what, do you, what do you do with it? I mean, if it's me, I'm burying it just to avoid like all the bad Absolutely. juju. Absolutely. Right. Or like throwing it in the lake or exactly. something. What did these gentlemen do instead though? Because I have a feeling it's going to be an instead type thing. Well... It's, there are a lot of stories, and I encourage you to, to read some of them. Um, when people buy these buildings across the world, not just in America, but all mm-hmm. over the world that have formerly been Odd right. Fellows Lodges, mm-hmm. there is usually a skeleton somewhere in the house. <gasps> That's so lazy. They are. Like, I, I've, I've, I've bought I it. would absolutely leave it in the house. <laughs> <You> <laughs> No, I'm not going to get caught street, burying no, a skeleton. There, Absolutely there, not. There's street value to a skeleton. I think you're wrong there. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, if, if everyone's moved into a house, yeah. like gone into the basement, and, oh, you know, somebody left, like, their, you know, porcelain doll collection, or... Um, That's even scarier than a skeleton. Yeah. That's but, worse. I mean, I would say skeleton in a coffin in the basement, that is something you have to actually put on the... Well, I'm glad you said that, because you content. actually, like, if you have a skeleton in a coffin, it's very obvious. <laughs> And that's going to be a deal breaker in the final walkthrough. Okay. okay. So <laughs> what, <laughs> what a lot of these folks will do is, um, I have a note about this somewhere. Let's see. Uh, they will hide them in, quote, drawers, attics, <laughs> and crawl spaces. Okay. And so it's kind of a, like an ongoing famous thing that if you mm. buy an Oddfellows Lodge, mm-hmm. you, the first thing you should do is check all the secret places for skeletons <laughs> to see if they exist. Tara's walking back over. Her face is looking like she's not enjoying and this detail. This That's weird. the end of the show. Lock the door. Lock the door. <laughs> Lock the door. Um, they're just going to stand there, I guess, while we... That's fair. That's, That's a, totally okay. fair. I should say, we forgot to mention this earlier, but when I was asking Tara what the setup for this show would be for the live show, mm-hmm. um, she told me, well, we'll have you inside a building behind glass, quote, like monkeys. And mm-hmm. um, I'll say, that was accurate. That's I mean, real. I have a lot more space in here than a monkey might. I'll be honest. That's right. We would do great in zoos. So, like, this this is it? This is the podcast? Yeah. Tara, yeah. Is this your first time hearing the podcast? Because we're in the middle of it. Do you guys, is it cocktail time? Yeah, it's, yeah I think so. Like you've, you've been listening. I think you know that it's cocktail time. Do you need, did you see what I did there? I see. Oh, this is an ad. Yes. Tara's doing yeah. the ad. Yeah. This is the ad. This is uh, we're, we interrupt this, uh, this podcast to bring you a word from our, our lovely sponsor, who we hope will never listen to this podcast <laughs> again. Uh, we should mention there is a special, a special yes. cocktail menu just for today for this event. Do you want to talk about it, Tara? Uh, we did. We did a special menu. Um, we are doing the 600 Corpse Reviver, yeah. which is a play on the Corpse Reviver number two, the more popular Corpse Reviver recipe. Appreciate that, Tara. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, which is one of uh, the I famous mean, gin, and we are a gin house. Mm-hmm. We are famous for our gin. This one features two of our gins. Which ones? Doubled up. Doubled up. The hibiscus gin. My personal favorite. Is it? It, it, is, it is the most aromatic thing on earth. Oh, I love it. That's... Oddly enough, Patrick, hibiscus. you're not talking into your microphone when you talk, so well, we only have two microphones. So I don't want to pull it out of <laughs> Tara's face because she's kind of paying for. I'm all just this, letting so. the uh, the listeners at home know that uh, yeah. <laughs> what's happening here. Uh, the hibiscus gin we use hibiscus for color in uh, 
scent. We use yarrow and elderflower for the floral top notes. I have a question. What is yarrow? It is a native flowering plant. That's a shout out for my dad, because if I didn't say that, that would be a problem. Okay. Uh, It's a native flowering plant of Missouri. You have seen it in all the prairies in progress. If you've ever passed a prairie in progress, you have seen yarrow. Okay. So it's the flower part of it. And then elderflower is also native to Missouri. And we use that. And then the Patrick's other gin in that drink is the uh, Navy Strength gin. Oh, that's why I'm going to fall off this stool. That explains the slurring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. What is the proof on the Navy Strength gin? 114. Criminy. Thousand. Thousand. <laughs> 114 it's, thousand. It's a little nod to the, the history of gin before, you know, science. Um, sure. <laughs> we, uh, all, <laughs> what we did was. Uh, mix uh, gunpowder and alcohol and lit it to see if it ignited to see if it was proof. That's where we get our term proof. Oh, to prove that it Proof okay. that it was alcohol. Um, we got better at that. So that was considered UK 100. And then because we have to have different math. Of oh, yeah, we were in the, not the imperial system. UK yeah, yeah. 100 is 114 American proof. I will say the only math we made easier is alcohol math. That's the important one. Yeah, so we did well. So, yes, that is a little nod to the history of gin. Do you still light your gin on fire to see if it uh, is... Uh, no, but I will say we did. Um, <laughs> Go on. And it does, it does ignite. It, it does. does. And we're going to find out more later because yeah. this is our third uh, one of these that Petra just delivered. Thanks, Petra. Um, and I, we've talked about the Navy Strength gin uh, on, uh, on this show before. Uh, and I will just say, it does not taste Navy Strength. And it's the most dangerous gin I've ever had. It's so smooth and delicious. We call it fiery and smooth, which your three listeners can use as a Tinder that, profile. Okay, first of all, that's hurtful. Um, because I know at least Petra listens. <laughs> so there are she at does. least four listeners. Do your par- are we counting your parents who are also here? Uh, I think they they've heard the podcast. Score. Okay, you're, you're, yeah, that's right. If we count everyone on your patio as a podcast listener, I mean, technically that's true. That's There's at like least, 18 people That's like 20 there. folks, yeah. 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 Okay. So. <laughs> well, there you go. This is going great. It is. So good. Uh, anything else that we need to? No, that's it. Any, uh, any content notes so far? I'm really not listening. I'm, no. Thank God. That's. <laughs> I did. And then Patrick Thank gave God me a weird we're broadcasting look. Broadcasting it all over downtown New Haven. <laughs> it's all right. The cops walked by and said nothing. So. That's great. Totally that's great. Let's bring it up a notch. Yep. <laughs> that's to me. That's approval. I think so. We even said a joke about one of their brethren, Officer Dan. So if he. They... Um, he used to be. Um, he was a. He was a police officer down here for a long time. Oh, was he? Yeah, in downtown. Also, as you know, my dare officer from grade school. Mine as well. Yes, yeah. And now a professional ghost hunter. Yeah. I learned. He is. um, Renaissance man, clearly. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's he's (laughs) written several books on Missouri ghosts. Yeah. Dad found one here. Some he since Dad has been in New Haven, he found one because he he handed uh, it to me on Front Street. They sell. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I cannot wait to read it. Uh, I probably should have read it before this podcast. That would have been some good research. You know, we'll come back. We'll come back next yeah. year, right, and we'll, we'll do another one. Oddly enough, the ad for us turned into other stuff, so that seems on par from what I've heard about your podcast. This is by far the best ad that we've okay. had so far. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, all right. Thanks, Tara. What do you What are you drinking? I'm drinking a local beer. A dogfish head. Is that local? That's not local. The citrus squall. That's not local. Isn't it? No, it's not local. Isn't it Missouri? That's not local. 
I feel like Dogfish Head is Missouri. <laughs> don't think so. I don't know. Does it? I, you know what? You know. It is. It's local. We'll just say it. I want to say that to our research. What we, <laughs> what we say on this podcast is canon. And uh, yeah, Dogfish Head is local. Ohio's local enough. It it's Midwestern. And that is, we are Midwest strong. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Patrick. Midwest strong. Thank you, Tara. Do you guys still want to sponsor us, or is this uh, is this over now? <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, I call okay, the Pringles great. people. Okay, no? okay, good. Bye. All right, we're fine. All right. Lots of music coming in when Tara opens that door. <laughs> Stop opening the door. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know where we <laughs> were. Um, oh, uh, skeletons and closets and stuff. So, yes. They're in crawl spaces. So if you ever buy a, a house that um, mm-hmm. was formerly owned by a, yeah. an odd fellow. It's like an Easter egg hunt, really. It is. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's a game, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's uh, kind of like when you buy a house, and you find like the light switch doesn't work. And I like, <laughs> spend the whole first week trying to figure out, what does that light switch do exactly? Yeah. It's like that, except with a dead person. That's right. And I will say, it's worth noting, it's not always skeletons. Sometimes it is uh, people in advanced stages of decomposition, but not the most advanced What in the world stage. does that even mean? Do you want me to spell it out for you? <laughs> it's that it's mostly skeleton. We'll call it pre-skeleton. It's okay, slightly people. pre-skeleton. Okay, that's fair. Uh, oh, man. If Tara had walked in 10 seconds later, mm. this would have really worked for the ad. Because um, the, the Odd Fellows Lodge in Liberty uh, has a skeleton, obviously, but also has a cemetery mm. on the premises mm. where there are um, a little over 600 corpses buried. I mean, that's... Where they go. Which is where the, uh, the the name for the 600 corpse survivor oh, comes from. Of course. Yes. Almost, we almost hit your mark, Tara. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> the mark you didn't know that you had. You almost <laughs> hit it. Um, but, so there's a cemetery on campus. Because um, if you were an odd fellow or a family member of an odd fellow, you could choose to be buried there. So there's, you know, there's over 600 folks there. So hmm. the point is, there's a lot of death happening Obviously. over the course of 20th century at this property. And almost certainly some black magic shit. Oh, sure. Of Even course. though, again, they do deny it. Yeah. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> by the very powerful <laughs> Oddfellows Union. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, over the course of time, mm-hmm. though, because of all this death, I assume, members mm-hmm. of the order themselves started seeing ghosts around the lodge. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. And they would report them to the head of the lodge, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Yeah. Whatever his, <laughs> he, he, I... Mickey? I have to imagine I have the best title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, they, they reported this stuff. And, you know, I don't, Captain Oddfellow mm. was like, I'm sorry, you're seeing ghosts? And they're like, yeah. And Captain Oddfellow's like, I smell some money. <laughs> and so in the early 90s, in the, Liberty, uh, in the Liberty Building, they turned the mansion into a haunted house. Like... I'm sorry, like a Halloween haunted house? Yes. Like like a Silo X type thing? Absolutely. Okay, that's fair. Except that's fair. Yeah. year-round. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the fireworks stands on, on 44. Okay, all right. What about those, ro- you know, those yeah. rooms who do this only for October? Yeah. You could make a killing off this if you do it in May. This is a very Homer Simpson plan right here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Now, you will be surprised that it doesn't work out. I mean, but for like three months out of the year, it probably works out fine. When it, the other nine, nine months of the year, it's tough. hard to make an ends meet. It's tough. Really, yeah. The fake ghosts are not nearly as interesting as the real ghosts. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's like, what do you, you like, would you go to, I, I mean, you would go to a haunted house in right. May. I yeah. would as well, but most yeah. folks, I think, would not. <laughs> Our family's Easter tradition is going to uh, the Limp Mansion, actually. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, <laughs> and breaking into the attic yeah. and uh, doing a seance. <laughs> 
And they, so they basically lose all the money they sink into, uh, into oh, that's transitioning shame. this house into a haunted house. That's, that's a damn shame. It's, it's a shame and very surprising. <laughs> so in 1993, the Odd Fellows of, uh, of, uh, of Liberty, Missouri, they put the entire campus up for sale. Oh. Now, they do have this issue of, we have a skeleton, what do we do with it? Mm. I mean, they have 600 in the backyard as well. But, I so. think that would be the right way to go. What would be the easiest way to solve that, though? Maybe just make it 601 in the backyard? Well, you would think so, but they're, these are creative problem solvers. <laughs> these are uh, some sideways thinkers. You know, they're, they want to be, they're, they're very um, innovative. And they said, we have an idea. They have mm -hmm. a plan. So they reach out to a man named Jim Lushke. Mm -hmm. Jim is an accountant from Kansas City. Mm -hmm who is active in community theater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is a blast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and they call up Jim and they say, hey, would you like two free coffins? No strings attached. <laughs> and Jim's like, uh, yeah. Obviously, I, <laughs> yeah. My community theater could mm. use some cool props. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he says yes, and he goes to pick them up. Please and they do not are, open the coffins, though. Please do not open them. That was a, yeah, they were <laughs> nailed <laughs> shut for reasons he couldn't understand. You open them within state <laughs> So he goes up. He picks up two coffins, and they are beautiful. They are ornate. They are hand-carved. They're wooden coffins. Okay. And he is just over the moon. Can't believe his luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Best so open, Craigslist find ever, by the <laughs> totally. way. Totally. Yeah. He opens one of them up, and inside is a partial skeleton. Uh, this one is plaster. Oh, okay. okay. So Sorry. All right. An actual sure. plaster skeleton. Okay. Sure. And he's like, oh my God, the props come with props. <laughs> he is so excited. <laughs> he cannot believe his luck. And he's like, well, I can't wait to see what's in the second coffin. Yeah, it's got to be better than this. Yeah, and he yeah. opens it up. And it is better in that it is a real skeleton. Ooh, I don't know if that's better, though. It, how, in what way? Was it not better? Well, be I'm, serious. Is it the whole skeleton? Yes. Oh, but then never mind. Okay, that's better. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. It is the skeleton from uh, from this Odd Fellows Lodge, and so he sees this, and he doesn't like it, and he's like, "I don't, I don't want to do with this. I don't want to go to jail. I, I want don't. to keep coffin one. I don't want to keep coffin. What do you two. do if you are given this? Okay, so like you go on Craigslist. Okay. okay. All right. So <laughs> you you buy like um, like a suitcase on Craigslist, and then you come all the way home and you open the suitcase and realize, oh no. This is full of bones. How what do you do? Yeah, what do you do there exactly? How you big know? is this suitcase? Uh, oh, the bones are not together. That was no, no, scenario. It's, it's, it's oh, a scenario. Oh, loose bit bones. Of a jumble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Jenga set. And I would say you... Uh, it's tough because you want the suitcase. Yeah, it's a really nice suitcase. <laughs> it's, really, it's a Samsonite. <laughs> so you're going to want to hold on to that. Um, I don't know what you do. I don't think you do any... Because if so, anyone sees you doing anything, yeah. like a single thing with bones... Maybe down the sewer. It, down Which the sewer? sewer? Yeah. If anyone <laughs> sees you... Going to the storm drain. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty You can't put these on your toilet. Um, so, so Jim is very upset, and he's like, "I, I'm going to give these back." Mm, okay, return to sender. That's and fair. he does. So they try to get rid of him. Jim's gives them back, uh, and he's like, I don't, "I don't think so." And so now they don't know what to do with the skeleton. So they're like, "We'll just, I guess, we'll just keep it here." And so they hide it in a closet. <laughs> and so the hiding of skeleton <laughs> tradition continues. Correct. Uh, they made a good faith effort, though. Now, later in 93, the compound was purchased by John and Marsha Bean. Mm -hmm. And it's worth noting, just because it's so good, that when they bought it, the walls were all painted black. Mm -hmm. There were curtains hanging from the ceiling to make it darker because it was a haunted house mm -hmm. attraction. Sure, and there were, quote, railroad tracks down the hallways. <laughs> the person just walked by holding her hand over her ear. Do you think she didn't like the, the words they were saying? I don't like that. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna take it personally, but that's, that was harsh. It was yeah. harsh to see that. Many people did not walk on the sidewalk holding their, their, their <laughs> that's ear notes, right. So. <laughs> also walking in the direction of a band playing very loud music, so I no. don't think it's the volume. Anyway, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there were quote rail rat, railroad tracks down the hallways, mm-hmm. uh, and so the beans buy this place. They do what any good red blooded Missourian would do. They turn it into a winery. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is now Belvoir Inn and Winery in Liberty, Missouri. Wow. Um, and to answer your first question, yes, mm. the skeleton is still there. <laughs> He's actually on display. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, good choice. Good His choice name there. is yeah. George. Okay. That's probably the point where you just have to say, you know what, we're just going to make a thing out of it. Yeah, you got to hide it anymore. It's all above board. Because again, I'm sorry, you going to dispose of this? I don't think so. You're going to put him in a display case. <laughs> Now, they don't know George's uh, former name <laughs> from life, but um, they're pretty sure he's one of the many ghosts that haunts Belvoir Winery. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone, and I mean everyone who works at Belvoir, has seen at least one ghost. Mm. Um, and so have plenty of hotel guests. The most popular ghost that has been seen at, in, uh, is in the old hospital section. And I want to note, <clears throat> just so you know, mm. the part of the building that was the old hospital mm. has not been touched. Not been renovated, not been updated, mm. not been restored, not been cleaned. There are still <laughs> medical supplies from the mid 1900s on the shelves, just laying there, you know, ready for surgery. Yeah, just in case, <laughs> in case of yeah, emergency. Just a bunch of like corkscrews and hacksaws and all yes. kinds of fun 1900s yeah. surgery stuff. Yeah. Sure. So if you have a stroke at this winery, they've got you covered. <laughs> in this part of the, the the hospital, there is a ghost of an old man who walks around the hallways mm-hmm. um, and quote emits dark and brooding energy. I mean, if you see a ghost, the energy level isn't really the issue, I don't think. Like, you're a ghost, but you're kind of a spooky ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you Casper? (laughs) Um, It's very common to hear footsteps and voices in the halls all throughout the compound when Mm -hmm. nobody's there. Mm -hmm. Doors open and close all the time without any explanation. Mm -hmm. There's a piano in one of the buildings. It will sometimes start playing all on its own. Hmm. It's not a player piano, in case you were wondering. Sounds kind of nice, actually. It does sound very, very nice. <laughs> uh, but it is a bad piano player. It's, much, it's a lot of plunking of, oh, uh, of keys. It's really, it's torture. What a waste. Yep. What a waste. Uh, many guests have complained about the noise of children running up and down the halls, either above or below them, mm-hmm. only to be told there are no children staying at the winery. <laughs> But they are, uh, the, the inn part is the old orphanage part of the compound. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Belvoir has been on, it's been on all the ghost hunting shows. And one of the things that ghost hunters will do when they get there to rile up the spirits and get mm-hmm. some activity going is mm-hmm. to sing nursery rhymes. Um, <laughs> as soon as they do, all the baby ghosts start riling up and they will start hearing children's voices. Oh. One couple who stayed in room seven for a night said they heard the sounds of someone in their bathroom all night long. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's obviously very scary, but also, like, it's very annoying. Like, listen, <laughs> you know. That's the worst part, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I like to report a ghost and also someone having awful movement in my bathroom <laughs> all night. Um, other, ghosts have seen, or other guests have seen the ghost of a female teacher... I don't know how they know she's a teacher. I assume they see like a woman with like a tight bun. Yeah. And they're like, like yeah. Like a blackboard. Yeah, she walked, an abacus, you know, walking around. (laughs) 
Um, and many guests, this is my favorite one, have seen a pair of twins staring at them from the other end of the hallway. Mm, that seems a little on the nose. And it could be a really yeah. funny prank. If I, <laughs> if I had twin girls, mm. I, one of my favorite things to do would be to dress them up in like blue and white dresses. Oh, and just prank everybody. And just have them stand at the end of hallways and hotels for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it would be the best. Speaking of, there's Ivy. Hi, Ivy. <gasps> Hi. God, who brought their kids to this show? I know. Um, the end, okay, so the hotel part actually opened in 2017, and in the first year of its operation, in just one year, 10 sets of guests packed up their bags in the middle of the night and left oh because God. of ghosts. I mean, in their defense, like, how many guests every night leave a day's in? <laughs> Probably, Probably all of them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one day, the Bean's daughter, the owner's daughter, uh, Melissa uh, Limekuller, she bumped into a little girl in the halls, uh, just a guest in the, she was, the girl was a guest, uh, her family was a guest there, and they had a lengthy conversation, and they were chatting, mm-hmm. and then employees of the winery came around the corner and saw Melissa speaking to this child and said, who are you talking to? Because oh Melissa gosh. could see the girl, and no one else could. There were oh three other goodness. employees there, no one Ooh. could see her. Melissa's husband, Jesse, duh, he runs the winery, he's mm-hmm. got the management of the winery. He's also seen quite a few ghosts on the property, the first time he saw a ghost was in 2014. Mm-hmm. He walked into one of the rooms and saw a boy uh, who was dressed in, uh, in quote, orphan's rags <laughs> <laughs> from the early 1900s. Um, and Jesse made a, a startled noise right. because he was not expecting to see mm. anyone in this room, much right. less, yeah, much less Oliver Twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the boy looked up at him, with, at him with sad eyes and then vanished into thin air. And there are ghosts everywhere. And if you want to see ghosts, you can. You can go uh, to Belvoir Winery, and uh, it's about three hours from here. But you've all been drinking gin. I bet you can make it in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Just please don't drink and drive. We should. That's that's. Yeah. We should say that for the Definitely record. I think. Fast. Definitely. <laughs> um, but do listen to the podcast if you enjoyed this episode. We have a lot of fun episodes, and you can listen to them every week on Is This a Ghost? We're on uh, all the podcast platforms. You can find us online, uh, Instagram and Facebook. At Is This a Ghost? Um, and this has been great. Patrick, um, any, any thoughts about uh, Belvoir Winery? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about how the live show went. Um, mm-hmm. I feel less like a monkey in a cage than I thought I would. You feel so, like a monkey in a distillery. I do. We are, <laughs> which sounds very dangerous, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are in the grist, grist House, I think they called it, is which that, that, sounds yeah, like, like a place where you murder people. It really, and like grind them into dust. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, which I don't think, I mean, Terry hasn't given us the full tour, but I don't think that's what goes on in here. It looks really nice. There actually. are some unmarked bags of things that feel powdery, <laughs> though, so we're not, the jury's out. There's a lot of bags of lime in here for some reason. I don't really know what that's all about. <laughs> Uh, and this has been great. Thank you again to Picking Men Distillery. And hey, everybody, Patrick's buying the next round. Bye. Uh-huh.